0: Alex Rapney with the Personality Movement. Thanks for joining me today. I got a great episode for us. It's going to be on evaluating results. We're going to continue around the dial-in loop and we're going to help you use the dial-in loop when it comes to overcoming personal challenges and difficulties in your life. So today's episode will be about evaluating your results. And it's the key to that is observing through a clear lens. It's one of the most important aspects when you're evaluating your results. And we're going to talk about how to do that. The personality movement has a few passion projects that are coming up. The one that's most important for me looks like it might be pushed to the end of September. I'm having some difficulty and some trouble reserving an area where I think I will get a large amount of individuals to support the event. So it looks like I might be going to Gaylord, Michigan and doing a disc golf event for Operation Gratitude in the end of September. I think I have the location locked down, but until I know 100%, I'm not going to say, but get excited and get ready. I do need 20 volunteers for that particular passion project. It's going to be a disc golf tournament, And I need quite a few individuals on site to help with the Personality Movement Passion Project. And if you want to be a guest on the Personality Movement Podcast, leave me a voice message and get in touch with me. I would love to have you on the show. Everyone has a unique personality and a unique story to share. So I would love to help you share that story. You know, and it it would just be fun to have a few different guests on the show. I know people like when it's a little bit of back and forth and not just me talking. I mean, I'm not that interesting. So it's fun when I have somebody else on here as well. And you can go back and listen to some of my other episodes. For example, on Flip Moss, he's a huge content creator here on TikTok, and I did an interview with him, and that was a great episode. You can look back at the Personality Movement podcast list and see that episode as well with Flip Moss, and he talks about how to grow a TikTok channel. It was, it was a great episode. It was awesome. But So, you know, definitely, if you want to be a guest, get in touch with me. Leave me a comment leave me a voice message on uh, the podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe I can get you on the show. Maybe there's a unique message that you can help share with, um, you know, with my listeners. So, and I want to get right into the topic that we're going to talk about, and that is evaluating results. You know, evaluating results as you go through the dial in loop is extremely important, and it, the timing of your evaluation is very important. And the reason I say that is you can't always be evaluating results. If you're always evaluating yourself, then you're going to limit the amount of action that you, you can take, and you're going to limit your awareness. You know, you always want to be observing. Evaluating takes a little bit more than observation because you have to do comparison, you have to review data, review view different points of information and then make determinations based off of that. So, you know, uh, evaluation is a little bit more in depth and you don't want to be constantly evaluating yourself because you'll find that you will be overanalyzing and paralyzing. So we're going to talk about a few different ways to navigate the dial-in loop. And if you don't know what the dial-in loop is, if you're just joining me here live on TikTok or if you're listening on your preferred podcast platform, the dial-in loop is a way to approach a personal challenge in your life, whether it's a planned personal challenge that you gave yourself, say you say, you know, you said you don't want to drink alcohol anymore or you don't want to have sugar anymore, you know, and you give yourself a ten day challenge. I'm not gonna you know have sugar for ten days, you know, the dial in loop helps you ramp up to that 10-day period so that you can be firing on all cylinders and you can be moving towards your desired outcome with, um, you know, with a type of momentum. And once you reach that point, once you've gotten enough confidence and enough growth through the dial-in loop, then you actually start your 10-day challenge, you know. But if you have an unplanned personal challenge, sometimes it's difficult because you don't have that prep time, but you can still pause a little bit. You can still take a step back and go through the dial-in loop until you build up enough strength to to deal with that unplanned personal challenge. But some of the questions that we're gonna answer in today's episode is how do I evaluate my results? You know, How do I evaluate my results as I go through the dial-in loop and try to implement a change in my life or try to overcome a personal challenge? Also, when do I evaluate results? And are there tips or tricks to help with evaluating my results as I go through the dial-in loop? And we're going to get to all those today. It's going to be a great episode. You know, the last thing before I get started here is join me in supporting Operation Gratitude. You know, I know that we've just gone through a pandemic and it's been kind of a rough year for all of us. But I imagine it's been a little bit more difficult for our frontline workers and our first responders. I can imagine that they've had a little bit more of a difficult time than most of us. So join me in supporting Operation Gratitude they support our frontline workers and first responders, and it will make a huge impact. You can trust them. They have a hundred percent rating from Charity Navigator. They're a phenomenal organization. They give back right here in the United States to our frontline workers and our first responders. So join me in supporting Operation Gratitude. I'll put a link in the information of this podcast. As always, you can count on a link being in the podcast description every time to support Operation Gratitude. So... Let's go ahead and get right into it and let's get started. Evaluating your results can only come after you let go and you accept your reality. If you haven't let go of your preconceived thought of how things were going to turn out, then you're not going to be able to evaluate your results accurately because you're going to be holding on to an inaccurate you know, representation of reality. You're going to be holding on to an untrue reality that didn't happen. You thought it was going to happen, but life didn't turn out that way. So until you let go of what you thought it was going to be like and you accept reality, then you can't evaluate your results. You can try, and most people do. Most people try to evaluate their results without accepting the current reality. And that's where they run into a lot of issues. They run into a lot of problems because they think they're evaluating things clearly but they're evaluating through an unclear lens. You know, their lens is still, you know, fogged and clouded with different aspects of, of perspective. You know, you have to have accurate information in order to evaluate yourself. That's one of the biggest things. You have to have accurate information in order to evaluate. So one of the first and most paramount aspects of evaluating yourself as you go through the dial-in loop is journaling on a daily basis. I've said this before. I've talked about it in previous podcast episodes. I've talked about it on different TikTok videos. I've talked about it on different YouTube videos. You have to journal on a daily basis. You have to record what takes place on a daily basis so that you can go back and review your results. Because the way that you evaluate your results is you observe what is taking place in your life. You record what has happened and how things have turned out. And then you compare what you thought was going to happen and the records that you have written down. That's how you simply evaluate your results. So if you don't have a record, if you're just observing and then comparing, you may miss some clear points or you may miss some aspects that would really help you change your approach and adapt your approach in order to get better results. But you weren't keeping a record. You weren't journaling on a daily basis. So when you're comparing your observation of how things turned out and the way you thought they were going to turn out, you may be missing some key points. So you have to observe, record, and compare in order to evaluate your results. And if you're just joining me, I'm talking about going through the dial-in loop. And the last two episodes were about letting go and accepting reality because you have to do that first. But this episode is is about evaluating your results. And I was just talking about how to evaluate your results and you evaluate your results by observing, recording and comparing. So, you have to observe your you know, your life as it unfolds. Like, you know, you have to see things as they take place. And most people do but they they watch and they observe with a clouded lens. So, that's why it's so important to accept reality 100% and practice radical honesty. I think I'm going to do an entire episode on, on radical honesty because it's so powerful, but you have to practice radical honesty with yourself and really be clear when you journal your results on a daily basis so that you can have an accurate record of how things turned out. So when you go back and you compare your record of how things turned out to what you thought they were going to be like, then you can actually you know, change in your approach and adapt your approach so that you can get better results. And a lot of people ask, when do I evaluate my results? That's one of our key questions that we want to answer in today's episode. And that question is kind of hard to answer because there's no point or time. It's not like, well, in your day, you're going to evaluate results an hour and a half after starting your task. You know, that's not that's not how it happens. You know, sometimes you can start an approach towards accomplishing a task and you can realize right away that it is the wrong approach. Sometimes within a few moments you can you know you realize that you were looking at this completely differently and you need to change your approach. So guess what? That's when you need to start that evaluation process because that's when you're starting to see a difference between what you thought it was going to be like and what it actually turned out like. So when that happens, that should be your trigger, that should be your indicator that this is where you need to start evaluating your results because you're already in the acceptance phase of hey Reality has turned out differently than what I thought it was going to be like. Or that's your trigger for evaluating results. Or when you feel yourself uh, recognizing that reality has turned out differently than what you expected it to be, that's when you need to go back to your observations and your record of your observations and then compare it to the way things are. Because you're starting to see, okay, things are like this. That's not what I thought. You're starting to see that. So go back and see very clearly how you thought they were going to turn out. Compare it to the way they are and that's where you can move forward. That's where you have to look at your approach and work on adapting it with the information that you've recorded. So again, you don't have to keep a journal. If you have a perfect memory, maybe you can just observe how your life is unfolding, compare it to how you thought it was gonna be, and you're fine and you don't need that record. But me personally, I need to observe, record, and then compare that information in order for me to properly evaluate my results. And I do that and I start that process You know, as I'm going through the dial-in loop, I'm always observing how life is unfolding. One of the key aspects of evaluating your results is raising your level of awareness. It's so important. You always have to focus on raising your level of awareness. The more that you're aware of, the more that you can observe, and the the more data and information you can take in on a daily basis, and the more information you can review, the more improvements you can make, the more efficient you can become. And the quicker you can move towards your goals and dreams, the quicker you can overcome obstacles and personal challenges, whether they're planned, or unplanned, and the quicker you can go through the dial-in loop, and as you go through the dial-in loop, you can build up more personal power, and once you have enough personal power that, you know, once your personal power is greater than the level of the problem, then you can overcome the problem, then you can overcome the challenge that you've been presented with. So you just have to go around the dial-in loop until you build up enough personal power that's bigger than the problem, that's bigger than the personal challenge. And Once you do that, You're all set. So some of the tips and tricks to help you evaluate your results is first off, have a vision board and a focus board. You have to begin with the end in mind. That's a seven habits uh, quote there, seven habits of highly effective people. I encourage you to read that book, but you have to begin with the end in mind. You have to have a clear vision of where you want to be and of where you want to go. If you don't have a clear vision of how you think things should turn out, then you're not going to be able to, you know, accurately compare how they're actually turning out. Because you're going to change over time what you want, and you're going to slightly adjust what your desires are, and you need to change your focus board and your dream board. So, I encourage you to make a vision board and a focus board something that helps you stay focused on what's important to you. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say a vision board and a focus board, then you can go back and listen to the podcast episode that's specifically about those, but a vision board. Is really just a dream board. It's it is a place where you can put pictures and little clippings of all the different things that you want in your life to motivate you. And a lot of those things are materialistic things, and that's okay. It's not a big deal f- for you to want nice things and nice material things. That's okay. You have to get ri- you have to get rid of the guilt of that, you know, or else you'll never have nice things. You'll never have you know a large amount of wealth if you feel guilty for desiring. You know, you know, fancy material possessions. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have nice things. So on your vision board, you should put all the nice things that you want. They may not be the ritzy things, but it's the things that you want, you know? So put all that on your vision board. And on your focus board, it's that small circle and the big circle where you look at the things you want. You never look at the things that distract you. And you can, of course, listen to that episode. And of course, the three by five card system is something that helps me tremendously. It helps me stay focused on my future vision and goals. It helps me stay focused on what I want in my life. So I encourage you to uh, research about the three by five card method as well. That's a, you know a whole nother episode that I did and it's a powerful one. It, and it gives you a useful tool to use on a daily basis to keep your focus on your future vision. So it's definitely powerful. And of course, your journal. I already said it, but journaling is absolutely imperative to this step in the dial-in loop. It's hard to evaluate results if you don't have data. You need data, you need information. So you need to record your results on a daily basis and you need to record what you expected things to be on a daily basis. You know, I put goals and bullet points that I want to accomplish on a daily basis in my journal on that day. And sometimes I don't get to them and I don't look at that as a negative. I look at that as information so that I, you know, I can look back and see why I didn't excel in that particular area of focus because of the other information that I recorded in my journal. And I can see sometimes it's clear, oh, my focus was too distracted or I had to put too much time into this area of focus and there was no way I was ever going to get to completing that, you know, and it helps me see very clearly where I need to improve my process or where I need to focus. So journaling is so important because it is your raw data and your raw information in the process of evaluation. You observe as life unfolds, you record that information, and then you compare that recorded information to how you thought it was going to turn out, and that's how you evaluate. So that's why your journal is so important. If you don't have that recorded information, then you're just going by memory, and we all know how that goes. So it's important to journal and to keep track because it helps you stay on course. And that's what I do here for my podcast episodes as well. I even do a whiteboard that I do. And I write up a whiteboard with my key points so that I have my clear talking points and it helps me stay focused. If I didn't write that down and I had to do it by memory, I wouldn't do as good of a job. I wouldn't be able to focus on how it sounds and how I deliver the information for you. I would have to focus on recalling the information and trying to put together trains of thought in order for me to communicate what I want to, to you. Another key aspect or another tip or trick to help you evaluate your results is to create a self-accountability contract. And the reason this helps so much is you make a self-accountability contract when you're feeling good. You know, when you're really feeling positive about what you can accomplish and what you can do, that's when you make a self-accountability contract. That's when you set parameters to hold yourself accountable. You, you give yourself a level. I want to be held to these standards for this period of time. And sometimes that time is infinite. So sometimes it's, I never want to drink alcohol again. And that's what it is. Boom. And you hold yourself to that level of accountability, but I encourage you to put some verbiage in there and some information of why you want to do that. Write out why you want to abstain or not do things or do something and write how you're going to do that, write how long you're going to do that, write the different aspects or different points of accountability, and then who are you going to also identify how you're going to hold yourself accountable. What is going to be the result if you don't do these things in your self-accountability contract? Some people respond better to negative reinforcement. Some people respond better to positive reinforcement. This is where the personality approach is extremely important when you're looking at making changes in your life or at this point evaluating your results. If you don't take a personality approach to your evaluation or to creating a self-accountability contract, then you might set yourself up for failure. And if you set yourself up for failure, then you'll evaluate your results and you'll think that you are just doing very poorly, that you fail very quickly and very consistently. But if you're setting yourself up that way and not creating a self-accountability contract, not journaling, you don't have a clear vision, you're not focused on what you wanna do and what you wanna accomplish, you're know, you setting yourself up for failure. Because you have to be clear with what you want and how you thought things were going to turn out in order for you to compare after observing and recording how they actually did. So sometimes it helps to involve uh, a loved one or a close friend. I don't encourage you to involve everyone in your plans or goals or, um, you know, your self accountability contract, because there's no reason to. Uh, But if you have somebody you trust, say a, you know, a parent or a grandparent or a best friend, and you can show them your self accountability contract and kind of just talk to them about what you're trying to do in your own life and what you're trying to accomplish. Sometimes it really helps to have that person is when you're slipping up a little bit to say, hey, didn't you want to run every day? Did you run today? You know, sometimes it helps to have that person remind you or that friend that you always go out to drink with and you tell them, hey, I created a self-accountability contract. I no longer want to drink. I don't want to drink anymore. Here's my self-accountability contract. This is why I don't want to drink. This is how I plan not to. And this is, um, you know, the main points of where I want to hold myself accountable. No drinks till, you know, a year from now. You know, I don't want to drink for 30 days. And so your friend that you normally go out to drink with after work is now going to understand why you don't want to do that. It's not going to create negative animosity between you and your friend when, you're, when you all of a sudden change your course from your normal behavior. Your loved ones and those in your life are your support network. And if you don't communicate your intentions and plans with your support network, sometimes your support network won't be supporting you <laughs> because they're confused at what's going on. Because you normally act one way, you normally do one thing, and you're not doing that right now. You're acting completely different and they have no idea why. Sometimes they get concerned, sometimes, you know, it's it's a negative response. So I encourage you, you know, to approach your support network, your close loved ones and your close friends and communicate to them about your self-accountability contract or what you're trying to accomplish in your life so that they understand the differences in your behavior they understand the differences in your focus and they support you in that and if they don't then maybe you need to reevaluate whether or not they are your real friends But again, you have to clearly identify your goals because if you don't clearly identify your goals, you can't make a self-accountability contract. If you tried to tell a loved one that you were trying to improve yourself and they asked you how and you were like, well, I don't really know, then they're not going to be able to help you stay accountable to that. So you have to clearly identify your goals and what you want. Ask yourself some hard questions, just like I said in the episode about accepting reality. Go through the self-evaluation questions. Those really help from the Think and Grow Rich Action Guide. I did an episode on that um, probably about eight, ten episodes ago. Uh, You know, listen to those self-evaluation questions. I think it says, beware bonus self-evaluation questions and uh, that's a great episode in order for you to get some clear insight on your life and things that you want to do. But again, you always have to be raising your level of awareness and observing how life is unfolding around you. You have to find beauty in the way that life unfolds around you and truly embrace it in order for you to accurately record the way it has unfolded. And in order for you to observe from a perspective that is You know, non biased because a lot of times we hold on to the belief structure, or you know, a lot of times we hold on to the way we thought things were going to turn out, and we can't observe with a dirty lens. We have to clear that lens of the way we thought it was going to look so that we see it the way it truly is. And once we see our reality for the way it truly is and we record that information accurately, then we can compare that with the way we thought it was going to be. And that's how we can make improvements and adapt our approach and that's the next step in the dial-in loop is adapting your approach in order to get better results in order to have you know better results in your life as you go towards your goals or your dreams or as you try to overcome a personal challenge that has presented itself in your life or a personal challenge that you have given yourself you know that's this is how you do it once you evaluate those results then you adapt your approach you look at your blind spots as opportunities to develop personal power and you know that the more opportunities you take to grow your personal power the stronger you will will get and the larger you will become and once you're larger than the problem that has presented itself to you once you're larger than the personal challenge then you can overcome it and you just go through the dial-in loop until you do that and it starts with letting go accepting your reality then evaluating your results and in order to evaluate your results you have to observe record and compare You have to observe your reality. You have to record it accurately. And you have to compare the way things turned out compared to how you thought they were going to. And you have to evaluate results at a certain point so that you don't paralyze your action. You know, because remember, the smallest amount of implementation is worth so much more than the greatest idea because you have to take action. And as we go through the last two steps in the dial-in loop, you are going to learn how to adapt your results and how to apply everything that we've talked about in the dial-in loop up until now and how to actually change your approach so that you can get better results. So leave me a voice message if you want to be on the podcast if you want to be a guest get in touch with me I'd love to have you everyone has a unique personality and a unique story and I'd love to help you share it work on Evaluating your results and in order to evaluate results make a clear uh, You know clearly identify what you want and how you think things should turn out raise your level of awareness. Always be observing how life is unfolding. Try to find beauty in the way life is unfolding on a daily basis. Make sure you pull out that journal and record on a daily basis how things are unfolding so that you can compare that that information with how you thought it was going to turn out so then you can adapt your approach and you can get better results. Make sure you listen tomorrow so that you can learn about the next step in the dial-in loop and you can learn how to adapt your results and apply everything that we've gone over. That's where, this is where the action takes place. This is where the implementation occurs. So I'm really excited and I had so much fun recording today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for supporting the Personality Movement Podcast. It means so much to me. It really inspires me every day when I log on and I see how many new listeners I have I know I say it all the time, but it blows me away. I really can't believe it. I love producing these different episodes for you because these different principles are things I've worked on for years and have really helped me and have helped transform my life in great ways. And I just wanna give you that information and give you that opportunity to apply some of these principles and radically change your life the more movers we create, you know, the more warriors we create, the more world changers you know, are going to present themselves. So I just want to grow the personality movement. I want to change the world and I need your help to do that. So go to personalitymovement.com and take your individual personality assessment today. Learn about yourself. Find out more about your individual personality blend. You will thank me. You will love it. It's under $15. It takes under 15 minutes and it's the most powerful self-discovery tool on the planet. I'm still blown away every time I pull out my individual report that I got and I read my report about my personality. It blows me away and it helps give me insight on how others perceive me and helps me communicate on a higher level. So it's all about raising your level. Go out there, make an impact, have a great day.